welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world with their work. They share their life stories and tips on how you can find your purpose. If you're keen to create a life you love in alignment with your soul, well, the waiting list for Do Your Dharma is now open. We have an early bird price of £295 going up to £495 at the end of the summer. So now's the time to get on board. We've had 42 incredible human beings go through this program and the results that they are created in their own life is incredible. This course is a consciousness shift. It's an eight-week online program and you will go in one person and you will come out another. Please go and check out the reviews on my Facebook page and you can also have a look at the website www.doyourdharma.co.uk. This program I created because this is what I wanted 10 years ago when I was lost, stuck in a job that I hated. This program will help you find your flow and manifest the life of your dreams. We demystify the subject of Dharma, unlock your greatest potential and show you that by following your highest excitement, you can create the life that you love. Hello and welcome to the Kitty Talks podcast. If you haven't already, please come over and join my Facebook group on Facebook. Come and say hello on Instagram and please tag me when you listen to the episodes of this podcast. It absolutely makes my day when you do this. I can't tell you how happy I am when someone retweets or shares the fact that they are listening in. So this week we are going to be talking about a really simple yet incredibly effective way to create a successful life. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Kitty Talks. This week we are talking about a really simple yet incredibly effective way that you can create a successful life. Now, I'm always into and interested in life hacks. You know, how can we go from A to B quicker? What are the things that successful people do that I don't know about? What are the things that I can implement into my life to make my life more and more meaningful and purposeful? So this week we are, I'm going to give you an inside tip actually into something that my husband and I do because I do believe that when we have rituals and when we have certain things that we do on a daily basis and we embed them into our life we can create an incredibly successful life it's like the foundations of a house it's really important as human beings that we have strong foundational practices So I was really sitting and thinking about this because in our Dharma work this week, this is something that we look at. We look at what are the things that you can do to help you, A, be more plugged into your intuition and B, be more successful in life. So this week we are talking about why you need to embed rituals into your life. So I'm interested 
you guys listening, do you have any rituals that you do on a daily basis? If you do, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love you to, when you're resharing the fact that you're listening to this podcast, please let me know what it is that you do. Essentially, by creating rituals in our lives, we are conditioning our brain. We are setting ourselves up for success. We are reprogramming our subconscious. When you focus your intention on a certain area, you become more intentional and you make life more meaningful. So in this episode, I'm going to talk you through some daily practices that I have, things that are my bedrock of my foundational practices. And I'm also going to talk you through some things I do on a yearly basis. And I'm also going to talk you through some things that I do to manifest because I think when you have good rituals, you can manifest pretty much anything. And we're also going to talk about kids. You know, I don't have children of my own, but one of the the things I'm really looking forward to most about my kids is creating beautiful rituals with children. So we're going to talk about some ideas I've got about things that you can do that will really enrich your life and your children's life and make life easier, actually. So I really want to start with these foundational practices. You know, the thing that I have really implemented into my life, which has been a game changer, actually, is a gratitude practice. Now, you've probably heard this all before. Gratitude is really good. And you might dip in and out of it. I know quite a few people nowadays have a gratitude practice. But what I love to do is link it to a specific point or time in your day. So it becomes an anchor for you to do it. So I do my gratitude when I wake up. It's the first thing I do in the morning. I will always focus my intention on what I'm grateful for. You know, and that is amazing. Actually, just the other day I woke up and had all this bad stuff running through my head. It was weird. It was like my brain just woke up and decided to tell me all the horrendous things that were happening. And I was like really watching this and observing this. And I managed to pull myself back from actually going into it and engaging with it. And that's why gratitude is such a beautiful practice to to do first thing and last thing. I call it a spiritual practice in itself. And actually, there's different ways that you can do a gratitude practice. Like I have my Dharma journal. I do your Dharma journal. So I write the things that I am grateful for in my Do Your Dharma journal. I also write my intentions of the things I'm looking to create. And the other thing that I have just got into recently, courtesy of my beautiful friend Runa, who I think got it from Joe Dispenza, is that I'm grateful for the things that I am looking to manifest in my life. So I'm grateful as if they are already in my life. So what is it that you're looking to pull into your lives? I suggest that you're already grateful for it as if it's in your life. Remember, your brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality. So doing something like that is incredibly, incredibly powerful. So the other thing that I do when I wake up is I very much do my Reiki practice. I have a self-Reiki practice, cleanse my energy. You know, it's really important in life that we are getting our energy from source rather than stealing it from other people, which is what most people do. So I do my Reiki practice and depending on how long I've got, I'll either do like a wake up practice. So a wake up practice is just reikiing the top of my head, my crown chakra for about five minutes to open my crown chakra. And if I've got longer, I just tend to lie in bed and do about a couple of minutes on each chakra. 
And then usually while I'm doing my Reiki, I'm thinking about my day and I'm thinking about what it is that I want to create and have happen today. And again, that's really powerful because my husband and I have very much adopted the practice of not having our phones in the bedroom. (laughs) I am not to be trusted. I should not have my phone anywhere near my bedroom. So I don't have my phone in my bedroom. And, you know, I make a point of not touching my phone before I go, like, ideally when I get back from the gym. Sometimes what I'll do is I'll do everything I need to do in the morning and then I'll pick it up just before I go out the house But yes, not having your phones in your bedroom is a very powerful ritual. I find getting really clear on the tasks that I've got for that day and then I make a note of them really helps me accomplish them because otherwise I go through life and I'm a little bit fuzzy and I'm not sure what I'm trying to do. And then from there, I always go and exercise, usually go to a local gym or sometimes my husband and I go to yoga. But it's really key for me to move my body after I've done those practices Either that or I take the dogs for a walk, get some fresh air, connect with nature. Again, make myself feel good, not take my phone. And all of these simple things really, really add up. So I want you to look at what you're doing on a daily basis, what daily rituals you have, because these are your foundational practices. And then generally speaking, I go about my day and my husband and I always have lunch together. That is another ritual that we have on the table, which is really, really nice because we always arrange to come back together for lunch. And then what I tend to also do is I will then in the afternoon, I'll do my transcendental meditation. So I'm a meditator. For some reason it doesn't work for me to do it twice a day. I do it once a day, but I love my afternoon meditation. Sometimes I do 20 minutes and sometimes I do 40 minutes, depending on what my body needs. It's really fascinating how my body takes, takes longer when it needs it. Then I think that in the evenings, what we tend to do is read. So we don't have a television. We do have a television. That's not true. We do have a television, but it's not in our living room. And it only comes out for special occasions. So special occasion would be like a rugby game or something like that. So it's not out on a daily basis. Um, So in the evening, what we'll do is read. And I always make sure that I read for probably about, I don't know, three quarters of an hour before I go to bed. And then when I go to bed, I quite often will do my journaling. And then in the journaling, I tend to reflect on anything that hasn't gone so well that day. And also I look for the good. So I will go through my day and I will say, what amazing things have happened today? And the reason I do that is I'm retraining my brain to look for the good. We tend to, as human beings, for some reason, focus on the 2% of what isn't working. So easy. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but how do you find that everything can be going really peachy and then one thing won't be working and we're obsessing about it. (laughs) So I have retrained my brain to go through my day and to look for the incredible things that have happened because otherwise I find that I tend to just focus on the negative things. So by doing this exercise on a daily basis, I'm retraining my brain to look for the good. And the other thing that I'll also do is I'll also reflect on what hasn't gone so well today and how I would have done it differently next time. Now, the reason I do this is because if I'm not conscious about those things, I am likely to repeat that pattern. So by staying conscious of the things that didn't necessarily work the way I want to, and then 
looking at them and then having a conversation with myself around, okay, if this happened again, what would I do differently? And almost mentally making a note of those, sometimes I write them down as well. Then it enables me to make sure I don't make that mistake again. And often I'll ask myself some empowering questions around that situation. So what was it I learned? That's a really powerful question that you can ask yourself when something hasn't gone well. Because as human beings, I do believe we tend to repeat patterns until we get the lesson. So that's another thing that I do on a daily, daily basis to effectively make sure that I'm getting the lesson around what it is that didn't necessarily work for me. So what is your daily ritual? Do you have a daily ritual? I'd love for you to share this in my Facebook group or on the Instagram post when this podcast comes out. So by creating foundational rituals, it's really powerful because what you can then do is build on top of this. So these little things that I do enable me to be conscious, reflective, responsive. I'm learning, I'm growing. And I'm also looking after my body, my mind and my soul. Now, I might find if I'm having a stressful period that I journal a lot more. I just leave a notepad and pen by my bed because it reminds me to effectively do my journaling. Now, journaling is very, very powerful. I get all of my Dharma guys to do journaling because we are energetic beings. We are literally all energy. And quite often when we don't process the things that are happening in our lives, we can store them as negative emotions in our body. So it's very important that we are getting clear. So journaling can be a very, very powerful way to do this. So please let me know your journaling or your rituals that you you do. And I would also love to know what other rituals you have in your year. So we have a couple of other things that we do as well. So about now, kind of October time, I tend to look at what I need to do to close out the year. So October, November, December, I'm getting myself organized for January. I don't do it in December for January. I do it in October, November, December. Uh, And the reason that I do that is because I want to get a head start on the new year, really. And the type of things I'm doing at the moment are creating a plan for my year next year of what it is that I want to achieve. So what I mean by that is what does my business look like? Where, when am I doing events? When am I doing Do Your Dharma? When am I doing speaking? I'm plugging it into an event planner, which is very, very powerful because I'm kind of mapping out my year. And then I'm also looking at anything I need to finish off. So what is it that you need to close out before the end of the year? That could be accounts. It could be tidying up your business. I like to go through all the subscriptions and everything I'm paying out. And it's amazing how they creep up and then get rid rid of anything in my business that I don't necessarily need. And then the final thing that I do is create a forecast sheet for the business. So what is it that the business will generate and look at, look for and create next year? So really powerful to do this kind of October, November, December. So, you know, December, you can just chill out and relax. And January, you're all set and you've got everything ready and raring to go. And then in January, what my husband and I like to do is we generally go away for New Year and we plan our year. 
So by that, I mean, we look at all of the holidays we're having, all of the events we're going to. He does a lot of meditation retreats. So we kind of plan out our year in relation to us being together and in relation to us doing things apart and get really intentional. We also set financial goals. So we look at what our business and assets generated the previous year. And then we set ourselves some income targets for the coming year. So we had very clear income targets around property this year and investment. And we achieved those because we had real visibility around what it was that we wanted to do. And then we'll do the same next year. And we keep all of this information on a spreadsheet. So again, think about how you want to intentionally plan your year. What are the things that you can do to make yourself more successful? Having rituals is really powerful. So could you and your partner go away and plan your year? It's beautiful. It's such a nice thing to do. I don't tend to be a big New Year person, so I like to go away for and get some sunshine. And that's kind of the what I do. And then I also use rituals when I'm manifesting. I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, hmm, all the things that I have manifested, I have really used a ritual to bring them into my reality. So the first thing I think that's really important for us to do if we're manifesting is to essentially clear out all the stuff that's making us stuck. You know, generally speaking, say we're manifesting a relationship or we're manifesting a property or we're manifesting a business or something major into our life. What are the negative beliefs that we're holding on to, the limiting beliefs that are holding us back? So I generally, again, I'll look at the things that I am not doing or look at the things that I'm holding on to and find a way to let those go. So generally for me, that's just writing them all down, brainstorming, going somewhere where there's fresh air and writing down all the negative things that I've got around the situation. And then I find a way to literally let them go. So it could be burning them into the sea. It could be ripping them up. Find a way to sort of figuratively and actually let them go. And then from there, depending on what it is I'm trying to manifest, I will create an anchor. I do believe in manifestation. Obviously, you have to set your intention. You have to take action towards it. And then you have to let go. So I don't think it hurts, though, to have some type of anchor that you're looking at on a regular basis to kind of send energy to what it is that you're looking to manifest and pull in. So in the past, I think I've told you the ring story when I manifested my husband and I found the engagement ring. But that costume jewelry engagement ring was a massive, massive anchor for me because every time I wore it in bed, I'd look at it and I'd feel loved. And of course, a lot of manifesting is to do with the feeling and how you feel and it feels like it's in your vibration already. So at the moment, we have a baby toy in our bed. I think I've said this to you as well, which every time we get into bed, you know, it's called Brainy. Don't ask me how it's got the name Brainy. But my husband and I are just sort of kidding around with Brainy. And yeah, Brainy is a really good anchor to what we're trying to bring in. So the other thing I'll do when I'm manifesting is I'll also meditate and connect to the vision of what it is I'm looking to pull in. So beautiful food for thought. What rituals do you have in your life? What daily rituals, what yearly rituals and what manifesting rituals do you have? Please, please, please share them with me. I'd love to hear. And then the final thing I want to talk about in this episode is how we can introduce rituals into our life to give us more more meaning and purpose. I've been running network events now for about seven years 
And one of the beautiful things that I really love and I've adopted actually is the lady that I run the network events with. She always has quite a lot of ritual that runs through the events. So we have an opening ceremony, which is just beautiful. You know, we, we set an intention. We have some type of opening ceremony performance. And then we do a blessing for the event. Father in heaven, blessed Mother Earth and all the angels in between. Please guide and bless this event and please watch over us while we are creating and delivering transformation. So we have this beautiful opening ceremony and doing ceremonies and rituals like that just give things beautiful meaning and purpose. So we open the event and energetically we open the event and then we light a candle and that candle burns all the way through the event and then when we come to our closing ceremony we always do an appreciation circle and that's just another beautiful way to close out a wonderful wonderful event but of course this just brings a lot of meaning purpose and having those rituals within events you know gives people a sense of fulfillment and satisfaction So we do an appreciation ceremony where people basically go around in a circle and they will tell the other person what they appreciate about them. And then we come together and we have a closing ceremony. And in that closing ceremony, we end up blowing out our candles. Actually, we light a little candle off the existing candle and we all take that light away with us. And it's just a lovely way to symbolise the time that we were together. And then we take it back into our lives. And we know that whenever we light that candle, we can be connected to the people that we spent that weekend with. Absolutely, absolutely wonderful. So have a think about how you can bring rituals into your life. Maybe it's as simple as having a blessing when you're having your dinner. Maybe it's something you do at Christmas or birthdays. You probably already have these rituals in your life. You just maybe haven't looked at them. So how can we do this stuff with children? Because children really, really love it. I was reading a book and it was saying how one of the most wonderful things that you can do for kids is make bedtime a ritual. And I thought this is so beautiful because most children do not want to go to bed. They think they're going to miss something. But actually, how can you make it an end of the day ritual with your child? Well, this book suggested basically saying what is the best thing that happened today? What is the worst thing that happened today? And what is the silliest thing that happened today? And it's a beautiful way to have a ongoing daily ritual with your child. And of course, imagine the things that you will find out about your child when you go through that ritual. Just thought it was an absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful idea. And of course, you can also get them to do their gratitude. You know, I think children, if they can start that practice really, really early, will so, so benefit from it. So what rituals do you have with your children? Let me know. But if you're more than welcome to adopt that one, what is the best thing? What is the worst thing? And what is the silliest thing? (laughs) Just thought it was so cute. So there you go. That gives you an insight into my life and some of the rituals that I have. I'm always open for more. So if anyone's got any amazing ones, please, please do share. Have a think about what are the daily rituals that you can put into your life. I really think they're powerful. They're like foundational practices that we can build on top of. So if you haven't already, come over and follow me at Instagram, kitty underscore talks. Or if you are on Facebook, we have a Facebook community. 
We are all about creating a life we love in alignment with our soul. So if you're keen to do that, then keep an eye out. Um, Do Dharma is in full swing at the moment. We've got 38 wonderful souls going through it. And we will be going again in the new year, probably May, but you can get the early bird price if you sign up now. So the website for that is doyourdharma.co.uk. But I hope you beautiful people have enjoyed this episode. I love, love talking to you guys. So join me again next week with another amazing guest. Thank you so much for joining me at this episode of Kitty Talks. I do hope you enjoyed this idea of rituals and daily practices. What are the things that you do on a daily basis? I would love to hear from you. If you found value in this episode, I'd also love it if you could share it with a friend. And please do go and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. All of those things really, really help. Thank you so much for listening to the Kitty Talks podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode and I too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life. You know, all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition. They will be created. You are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught. If you want some help and support, come and join us, doyourdharma.co.uk. Apply now. We're taking applications and we're going to help you support you creating the dream life. This is why you came.